You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. You're watching Alaska's News Source. So the Anchorage Health Department did request the uh, proclamation for declaration of an emergency because of the prolonged exposure to double-digit sub-zero temperatures. Double-digit lows below zero forecasted for the Anchorage area are part of what prompted Mayor Dave Bronson to declare a public health and safety emergency. Anyone needing shelter is advised to seek refuge as the extreme cold continues to set into the area. Existing cold weather shelters have expanded to have warming center capacity to accommodate as many as 90 more people, and possibly more than that as the city leaders evaluate the need and work to make sure anyone in danger from the cold can find warmth. As part of that emergency declaration, the city will provide warming facilities that will be open 24 hours a day at the Aviator Hotel, the Golden Lion, and the cold weather shelter facility, which is the former Solid Waste Services Administrative Building. The Anchorage Assembly is having a special meeting on Monday for a resolution to extend the cold weather shelter civil emergency and an ordinance to provide financial resources, labor, and supplies in response to that emergency. And a fire caused people to be evacuated from units in this apartment building in Southeast Anchorage this morning amidst that frigid cold. The Anchorage Fire Department responded with 11 units at about 6 this morning on Markle Loop, which is near Abbott Road and Lake Otis Parkway. The fire is under control. No one was taken to the hospital, but there were seven people referred to the Red Cross from the situation. Cause of that fire is under investigation. Talking about that frigid cold in Anchorage, meteorologist Christina Campbell joins us now with how long this sub-zero freeze is going to last. Christina? Well, Joe, we still have a lot of cold temperatures to talk about. Uh, right now, we're struggling to get out of the sub-zero range, but we did manage to do so with our current temperatures uh, across the metro area into the single digits. They are low single digits, but nevertheless, they are out of the sub-zero range, barely. Merrillfield at one, New Seward and Huffman at two, as is Anchorage International. But it's just at one at both Campbell Creek and Muldoon. Jay Bear, Ship Creek and Eagle River still reporting zero. The current conditions across the south-central region, also sub-zero temperatures with a little bit of sunshine. But we are going to start to see a change in the weather pattern. We're going to continue to see the bitter cold wind chills overnight because we still have those north winds. So it's still going to feel a lot colder with the already cold temperatures that we have. And by the way, here's a look at the highs. Still bitter cold out there. But what we're going to start to see is snow moving into the picture. And some spots could get very heavy snow. And uh, we're talking the Copper River Basin and the Thompson Pass area that could see upwards to 45 inches of snow. I'll have more details on all of that coming up in the full weather forecast. All right. Thank you so much, Christina. And with those bitter cold temperatures, you can get real-time access to our meteorologist weather expertise at your fingertips by downloading the Alaska's Weather Source weather app. 
Downloading that app has warnings about storms and other extreme weather. The latest breaking news and local information is at the Alaska's News Source app. Both of those apps are in app stores everywhere. Certainly a concerning number. That's how human resources leadership at the Anchorage School District talks about teacher and staff shortages. State workforce leadership telling Georgina Fernandez, there are some Alaska schools where more staff are leaving than are getting hired. She joins us now to explain this decade-long struggle for teacher retention. Georgina? Some educators change from one job to another. Others transfer schools within Alaska. Many, though, the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce say are leaving the industry entirely, and they say too many. The Anchorage School District says they're down 400 staff this year, 140 of those teaching positions. The Anchorage Education Association saying the Anchorage has turned over about a third of its teachers in the last three years. The problem is almost everywhere of about a 10% teacher turnover rate nationwide. The Alaska Department of Education and Early Development says that rate is about 22% in Alaska and 13% in Anchorage. AEA President Corey Ace says a lot of this has to tie in with teacher burnout. He says many teachers find the job disheartening as a range of challenges, including classroom sizes, budget cuts, and student behavioral issues. Uh, and then you combine that with the lack of a defined benefit. There's no retirement plan um, uh, here in Alaska, and they do not get Social Security. Um, so that combination uh, is very, it's just more lucrative to go to another state. The Alaska Department of Labor is saying nearby states are paying more for teachers. Washington State and California, for example, are paying $5,000 to $13,000 more per year. I'll break down the impact of those numbers as well as what has been done to address shortages when I see you back tonight at 10. Thanks, Regina. An update to the president's announcement last night or yesterday morning about the temporary pause to new exports of liquefied natural gas. In a late response, U.S. Representative Mary Peltola released a statement regarding calling the major calling this a major step backwards, saying in part, quote, American natural gas exports have been crucial in lowering global emissions, increasing our national security, and creating good jobs and economic growth at home. We should be celebrating the fact that America is exporting more energy instead of forcing ourselves and our allies to rely on other countries with worse labor and environmental standards for their future energy needs. Along with Representative Peltola, other lawmakers have also added sharp criticism over that decision. White House Natural Climate Advisor Ali Zadi explains the decision and responds to critics. Scientists are saying, hey, there's new information. You should take a look. Folks in the economy are saying, hey, there's new information. You should take a look. Our allies and partners are saying, hey, there's new information. You should take a look. I'm not surprised if... Uh, folks who have, um, uh, you know, uh, financial interests in the production of um, fossil resources, for example, the oil industry are uh, pulling in the other direction. But this process is meant to be a level uh, process, an engaging process. The U.S. is the number one exporter of LNG worldwide. Those numbers are expected to double by 2030. 
Yesterday's decision will not affect America's allies overseas, and supplies to those European and Asian nations will remain uninterrupted. The administration says this decision can be reversed in a national security emergency. The Biden administration says they're committed to making clean energy a top priority. You've been listening to the Alaska's News Source podcast. Subscribe to have the latest episodes delivered to your library automatically.